This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another edition of Midweek Mentions. My name is Will, a.k.a. Crispy, a.k.a. Christy, a.k.a. Waffle House, whatever you want to call me, I don't care. I am thrilled to be joined this week by Ant from Brooklyn, Schweitz up in the great white north of Canada. We got Young Breezy in the house, uh, a.k.a. Samantha. Uh, we got John in Miami. And, of course, we got one of the OG mentions, uh, A1, baby, steak sauces in the house. Uh, hopefully he makes this a regular thing. Um, and he's paying homage and wearing his Cody Cavalry shirt. Cody couldn't be with us tonight. And the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, he actually has mayoral duties to attend to. So he, he actually has to do important shit tonight uh, instead of cut it up with, with us. So anyways, fellas, ladies, how has y'all's week been? What do you got for me as far as topics? I'm going to start with the first person in my Zoom call. I'm going to go with Ant up in Brooklyn. Ant, what you got this week? I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought of the whole Daniel Cantor segment. He was a doctor, right? That came on and was talking with Levitard and they were getting serious about the concussion stuff and right, right. people not necessarily getting money they thought they deserved or getting to be able part of the NFL sort of uh, settlement and less about that aspect and just more, what do you guys think of, of when they get serious and like, you know, Dan's ability to go 30 minutes on a topic and they don't have to worry about break necessarily. I mean, you know, they're just starting to get advertising. What do you guys feel about that? Is that a good thing for the show or is that too much and drones on for you guys? What, you know, what, what do you guys think? Well, it was an important conversation and I'm glad they had it, but <laughs> Jesus, it lost me, man. That, I was so lost and confused and bored. Maybe I could have used a commercial break there or a hard network out or something kind of like in that conversation. There is a such thing as, as too much of a good thing, right? Like we, we like, as Dan famously said, 
I, we, we draw you in with the, the candy and the sweet stuff and the buffet of junk food. And then we force feed you the vegetables, right? And now the vegetables are sometimes the main course. And that can be, you know, it can, it, you can tune out if, if, if a topic is over your head um, and you don't have a firm grasp of what they're talking about. Dan will talk until he's blue in the face until Mike is probably whispering in his headset, Dan, Dan, cut it cut it come on get to the end of this so yeah i i, I feel you on that what, what about the rest of y'all uh i think it's important that they you know obviously hit some of these important topics you know they are a sports adjacent show so talking about these major parts of sports is important they're large stories health and safety is obviously a, a huge factor the fact that Dan can transition from the funny to a serious topic, I think is really important. So even if, uh, you know, as Steak said, the topic doesn't grab you as much, I still think it's important that that gets brought up every once in a while, that we still get used to hearing that transfer right. because it just adds more to the show as they go on. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me clarify. I could listen to Dan talk about race and politics all day. It was all the neurology and brain shit that threw me <laughs> off. <'cause> my <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know a lot of those words. I still don't know those words. So. <laughs> I did think it was a fascinating topic in that I did not realize that the dispersal of funds from this settlement was actually based on these preconceived and pre-studied baselines of cognitive ability that you know were originally done from what I understand back in the 70s and 80s it, it seems like a, a very antiquated way and I know I think Samson was talking about it when he did the local hour about how you know well everybody agreed to this everybody knew this was good it doesn't make it right you know like agreements all the time are faulty and uh, racially biased against people. I, I don't care who agreed to what. If the formula is racist, then it needs to be addressed, in my opinion. Oh, and the other thing is, in theory, everyone did agree to it. A couple lawyers on the player side and a couple lawyers on the NFL side said, yeah, yeah we think this will work for everybody, you know? Exactly. So, you know, it wasn't exactly. like individual players got in and said, well, yeah, this will work for me when I come in to, to plead my case or whatever, so. 100%. So I agree there, Will. Are they basing this off of before they join the NFL and after, and that's what they're saying is like their baseline or because when you think about it, these are kids, like they're playing as kids. I mean, I play sports and not seriously. Like I play ultimate Frisbee in college. I got over nine concussions in college. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I'm just Is that why you married Johnny? Possibly. <laughs> Zing. Wow. That's a wow. <laughs> drive by. Oh gosh. No, he's actually been around for a couple of them. <laughs> He's, I got literally flipped by two people at the same time, flew through the air and then bounced my head off the floor. Like I'm just the unluckiest person, but I'm curious, like these are athletes playing at a young age, playing football since peewee for some of them. I mean, I've seen them. My brother used to play when he was a kid and how do they know that they're not starting off and they're amazing at the sport because they've been playing for so long. They might have concussions their entire life that they barely have even gotten diagnosed. If I understood correctly, they're not comparing when they started to where they're at. What they're comparing, and this is where some of the the, the racism comes in, mm-hmm. is where the average person, say, at 46 is versus where that person that takes a cognitive test is at 46. And they're saying that the original baseline that they're using to contrast has the inherent systemic racism in it. 
So mm -hmm. it's, it's not a comparing to them at 18 versus 36. It's mm -hmm. at the end of their career at 36 or 42 or whatever it is, they're comparing it to a sample, I guess, for lack of a better word, of an overall population. They're saying that that population is skewed because of racism in, in the way things were measured and, and all that it was baked in to those measurements. And as a result, a lot of the people today aren't qualifying because of those baked in problems in the data set, let's say. Wow. Yeah. And they're, are they not like redoing these data sets like annually to stay with like the actual time? No, I don't think so. And the other thing is though, the client of the guy who was talking or, or the one they were talking about did say that they were referencing some of his grades in high school when he was struggling to say, well, the fact that he's struggling now is just part of him being him yeah. and that. Yeah. Not taking it, into account that there could be any number of reasons of why he was struggling when he was 18. Well, and and for for uh, you know a, a league that is majority black, these these people uh, come from you know socioeconomically deprived and disadvantaged communities that don't get the same funding as rich white communities that don't get the same types of schools that don't get the same type of access to childcare to health services and all sorts of stuff so okay let's let's move off of <laughs> okay, this we we're, we're turning we're turning <laughs> into the exact thing we were just discussing so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the ball i'm gonna call a different play let's uh let's go to to our our most recent our newest mensch to join us steak sauce what have, what was your uh what was your favorite moment of the week what, what you want to talk about you know what i'm lost again after that conversation you guys just had <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, we can get you some money from Goodell. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had concussions to blame for being stupid. It'd be nice. <laughs> no, highlight for me, I'm a journalist, man. So that, that lucky bastard that got on the show who was sitting on Radio Row was just like, everyone's making fun of him for sitting on a sad Radio Row, right? But he was on the Levitard show. Like, he talked to Dan. Like, that was, I was so jealous of that kid. Okay. So, uh, disclaimer. I somehow missed this episode in my podcast feed this hour. I had I don't even know what happened exactly. I didn't I missed it. So they they were making fun of how sad Radio Row is and it's extra sad this year because of you right. know, the pandemic. Uh, Billy somehow found a kid from Syracuse University who was there. Billy found him. They got him on the phone. They did a segment with him. Chris Cody's making fun of him and laughing in his face. <laughs> he crushed it. He did really good for he did. Yeah. Yeah, he just got, this kid did great. He rolled with the punches. Um, yeah, so Will, there was there was nobody else at Radio Road. They were the only people <laughs> in this giant convention hall with all these spaced out tables, and That's it was just incredible. you know these three guys from Syracuse University who were doing all of their media over Zoom anyway. I think that as as a student journalist, like that's the mecca, you know, going to the covering a Super Bowl, Absolutely. especially while you're in college, it's like holy shit, man. In college, I was covering like three A high school cross country meets, you know. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and brutal, Syracuse University know? has the, you know, one of the top sports journalism schools in the, the country. So that's, that's the access. And that's one of yeah, the things true. that Jaron was talking about was that he had this great opportunity. Unfortunately, it was during the pandemic. So he didn't get to do any of the journalism that he went down there to do. So as great as a, an experience, you know, as it is, it doesn't, it doesn't check the boxes for what he actually wanted to do over there. So I, I felt a little sad for him, but he was, you know, his consolation prizes got to talk to Dan and the folks and, and he got to nationally broadcast how good a broadcaster he is. I mean, he was really, he was pretty polished. 
he wasn't, you know, Jeremy Taché polished, but he's, he's right up there. He's very close. So that's what I was going to say. I, I've reached that point in my journalism career where I'm more jealous of him being on the Levitard show than covered in Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm jealous of. Like, I don't give a shit about a Super Bowl now. Like, Steak, what's the, uh, what's the coolest place that you've, you've gotten to cover from or, or, or been sent to, yeah. to cover sports? I, I got into journalism because I wanted to travel and write. And so far, I've been to a place called Hobbs, New Mexico and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> so it's exciting but i did hey i've interviewed when i went to hobbs i did a story on tony dungy and i got to talk to tony dungy oh, and interview cool. him and that was really cool and then i was there when alex bregman got drafted uh what was it second overall by the uh houston astros you've also Astros hung out with kirchin yeah i've met kirchin on two separate occasions see that yeah that's what right famously famously steak has a photo for anybody that has never seen it uh of him with tim kirchin wearing his Tom Kirchin shirt that uh, that he got. Where did you get that shirt again? Uh, StugatsArmy.com. Shout out to Lou Rafter. Okay. I've yes, tweeted that yes, photo yes, out about correct. 77 times, so I think everybody's seen it by now. Well, well, and <laughs> for, <laughs> we post this. And for another tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, yeah, I, that, that's a good point. Uh, even though that kid, he, he went there, you know, it's during the pandemic. He doesn't get to. I, I, I would argue that more people now know that kid's name from being on the Levitard show than anything he could have written about the Super Bowl that gets lost in the shuffle during Super Bowl media week. So I think pandemic or not, that is a net positive for that dude's career. And I'm thrilled. And that's that's one of the things I love about the show is that they will find some obscure diamond in the rough and they'll get a laugh out of it. But also it's it, you know, it benefits the both parties involved as far as I'm concerned. And I think, uh, I think they'll probably call him back. Let's say next Super Bowl, or maybe if they've tried to find him when he, when he goes pro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the joke at the end, when he, when they said like, talk to you again, he's like, well, I have Billy's numbers so I can always give you guys a call or something like that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Great. Like he made me do it really good. I love it. Love it. So we are going to move on. Schweitz, our uh, correspondent, our, our second foreign correspondent. Uh, I want to make sure folks know that we have two of those now. We have one down under in the, the land of Oz, and we have one in America's hat, a.k.a. the Great White North, uh, Canada. So Schweitz, what do you got this week? I think my favorite moments of this week were uh, a combination of all of the shiva talk shiva, uh, gift. shiva gift and um <laughs> yeah when when sue gots is is throwing his mom's funeral in like it's you know it's super bowl week dan but it's my mom's funeral dan funeral <laughs> oh, week dan i lost it dark was, humor this week man yeah very dark but very show appropriate and Mike Ryan, just perfect. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you the way my mom died in September and I'm still doing that. You know, I'll forget to like, I'll forget to like load the dishwasher. My wife will talk to shit and I'll be like, Hey, my mom died. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's so bad, but like, you you know, the, the famous line is if you don't, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Right. Like that's, that's kind of the, the attitude you kind of have to have sometimes. And, God bless you guys for being able to laugh at that. I hope that I hope it's not for another 30 years, mom. I love you. Uh, but when, when that day comes, I hope I'm able to laugh at it the way steak sauce you and clearly Stu Gatz has been able to, to find humor in it. I've also been making the same, uh, my dad died in 94 and I've been making the same joke about how much money I save on father's day presents over all this time. So <laughs> All the money I save for not buying stupid ass ties. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. The the uh, dark dark humor, Mike Ryan, and and they left a moment in the show this week that I, I thought was was sweet, and it showed just how much they care. Where where Mike like basically said on air to Stu, and, and you could tell it was like before they had like really said, okay, we're recording again. Where he he told him he loved him, and he's like, you know, if buddy, if I'm if I'm being too much, let me know. Like I'll 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 tone it back. And and Stu Stu rolled with it and was good natured about it. So I, uh, I I appreciate hearing that little dynamic that you weren't able to get on the radio because they were in these tight windows where they had sponsors. They had a dozen reads. They had to you know uh, fire off every segment. But yeah, dark, dark Mike Ryan and Stu. Man, I hope Stu never stops saying that. Uh, my mom died this week. It, it, it's just it gets me every time. Uh, a little lighter topic, Samantha, uh, what's been your, what have you been able to consume this week? What have you been listening to? Uh, I've been pretty light this week. I been going to the gym, but I'm like, all right, I need to jam out some music. So I haven't been on my podcast game this week, gotcha. but, um, I know Super Bowl is coming up and kind of thinking about Super Bowl and being in the gym. I'm like, wow. Is Super Bowl where people's New Year's resolutions go to die? Is it that weekend? Because I feel like, <laughs> you know, like that's the first big event. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's such a good, I never made that connection before, honestly, but you are 1000% correct, I believe. Yeah, that is where that is where New Year's resolutions go to die, hundred uh, percent. Because I've I've already been thinking about what I'm going to cook on Sunday. Uh, I think I'm going to do some. I know this isn't a typical Super Bowl food, but I'm also not having a whole household full of people. I'm going to make some beef parmesan. Um, I, I make it out of cube steak uh, and use this green pesto for the pasta and some red pesto for uh, layer it and then and then add the parmesan and the provolone on top. Uh, it's fantastic. It's good stuff. So uh, not to I didn't mean to hijack your, your topic or anything, but let's talk about those New Year's resolution killers. Samantha, what is something that you would cook for Super Bowl? Something that is going to make you break that that New Year's resolution? I'm I'm on a prep for a bodybuilding competition in April. So I'm going to do some fun alternatives. So instead of wings, which I would love some wings so badly. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Same. I got to go with the grilled chicken, but using buffalo sauce is a good substitute on there to get flavor with literally no calories. Okay. Um, or you could go with an air fried buffalo cauliflower. Ooh, I've been dying yeah, to try that. Yeah. You, so you, you rock the air fryer pretty regularly? That's like the only utensil I, or not utensil, but you know, it's the only cooking vessel I appliance. really use anymore. Yeah, appliance. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. I don't know. I'm so, oh, I don't okay. know. I feel like okay. lazy. I do my entire meal prep in my microwave in an air fryer. So I'll just throw the chicken in, put the, you know, sweet potatoes in a bag in the microwave, walk away. And then I come back in 20 minutes, everything's done. Hell yeah. That, that man, I, I, so I own an air fryer. I, I used it one time and everything, my entire kitchen smelled like plastic for some reason. And I looked this up on a message board and apparently it was some problem people were having with this specific model. I never used the damn thing again because the chicken tenders I made tasted like dog shit. Uh, it, it was, they tasted like plastic, well, plastic, I guess fake dog chick, like that plasticky, uh, you know, stuff you buy from Spencer's gifts or something. Okay. I'm going to go around the horn real quick. And I'm going to ask, what is your finger food? What is your Super Bowl food that is going to get you to break whatever new year's resolution that you've made? Uh, Ant in Brooklyn, what is it? So, uh, for me, my house, especially it's pigs in a blanket. 
Oh, and God. instead of necessarily getting the, the pre-bought ones, we buy like the crescent rolls. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. full hot dogs and cut a hot dog in half and just roll it. Actually, be fair, I make my 13-year-old roll it for me and then uh, put, <laughs> take some of them, cut a little thing in the top, put a little cheese in it and uh, those go in and that's, that's my thing for me is, is, is awesome. Blanket. Awesome. Schweitz, what about you? Cheetos puffs. A lot of Cheetos, Cheetos puffs. puffs. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, now, I, yeah. I, I'm partial to the crunchy ones myself, but the puffs are our second. Yeah. A friend of mine who I usually uh, go watch the Super Bowl with has a whole snack stadium her mm-hmm. dad helped her build. So, you know, there's just different sections have all the different foods in them and just popcorn, Cheetos, any any of the just basic chips. That's just that's the, what I'm the, at. The bagged junk food that turns into a, you know, yeah, I'll just have a few of these and before you know it, there's three left. And then that's when you that's when you close the bag up and you're like, Well, I didn't eat the whole bag. There's three left in there, and then you you stick it back in the pantry, and the next person is like, What the hell? Why did somebody stick this back uh, in the Oh uh, no, I eat I eat those last three because I, I want okay. to right. save the well, space. Yeah, you're a good man for that. Good man for that, Schweitz. All right. Uh, steak you can sauce. throw the bag away and you destroy all the evidence. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mayor, all right, I'll go to you next. Uh, Mayor is joining us. I did mention, I, I hope you didn't mind, I disclosed that you were actually doing mayoral stuff tonight. Um, uh, what uh, what are what's what's the thing that's going to make you break your New Year's resolution at a Super Bowl party? You know, I've been I've been trying to be good, but uh, I'll tell you, if you're going to break it, you can go with a little uh, buffalo uh, chicken dip. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, see, and and then you can go with um, any kind of pizza, of course, at a mm-hmm. or hot wings. Uh, but then you also got to touch it off with some peanut M and M's. I was gonna. Just I was gonna ask. The whole damn yeah. <laughs> just, the, just the, yeah. I'm sure I, I could see the mayor watching the game with just a bowl, you know, sitting on his lap of, of, of those suckers. Full, Our, full Andy Reid mode. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Don't and, mind if I do. And if uh, if Andy Reid wins the game, uh, are you gonna eat a double cheeseburger in, uh, uh, in solidarity with him? You never know. <laughs> I think that's what Andy said. He uh, he every time he wins a game, he has a double cheeseburger waiting for him uh, afterwards. Steak sauce. What about you? Uh, the Super Bowl in my house is like a, the highest of high holidays. Uh, I get to combine <laughs> all my vices and celebrate all my vices: drinking, gambling sports and food um as far as food the highlight is uh little smokies those little cocktail weenies oh, bacon wrapped yes, yes. with brown sugar what okay oh, all right oh oh I, yeah you're gonna make samantha lose her, uh, Listen, her bodybuilding so, title samantha just got very <laughs> sensual with that response <laughs> that was I don't, she, I don't. she said she said what i was thinking i was uh, totally <laughs> i was happy with the response i got in the buffalo chicken dip i got a little bit of a front out of her a little positive but that <laughs> Thanks, you really brought it home there. Uh, uh, so, okay. All right. Uh, steak. So you said bacon wrapped little Smokies with a little brown yeah. sugar. So I fully expected yeah. you to say that the, the little Smokies I'm used to are the, in the crock pot with the grape jelly and uh, like ketchup or barbecue sauce. Um, that and and slow cook. You ever had those before? I've never, I never heard of that. Oh That's man, is that a southern thing? I don't know what that is. I, I see, I see the mayor nodding vigorously. Absolutely, that look up that recipe if you ever want to switch it up a little bit. But I've got to try yours. We we got to we got to be like two little old ladies and trade recipes for a little <laughs> no, smokies right. later. I'm not putting I'm gonna... jelly and ketchup on a little smoky, bro. Dude, no, no, let me tell, tell you, there's an there's an upgrade to the bacon. Wrap it in prosciutto. You get better coverage and gets crispier. That sounds good. Okay. I'm gonna try that. All right, that's some <laughs> yeah. next level go. shit right there. Thank, thank you, young Schweiz, 
You could put some right. maple syrup on it if you want an extra sweetness up there in Canada. <laughs> That's right. John, John in Miami, uh, one of our, uh, our, our favorite gourmands on this show, this man, uh, for, for those that don't know, he is forever dropping like uh, food knowledge and, and where the best places to eat are and, and showing us what kind of uh, dope pizza he's bringing home for the fam. Uh, what's what's going to be at your Super Bowl party? I'm not sure there's much left. I think Mayor covered my uh, pizza angle, but I'm going to go with artichoke dip. If there's mm. artichoke dip anywhere near me, I'm demolishing that, that thing. Yes. Yeah. I actually, I have a great suggestion if we're trying to maybe help people not break their news resolutions. If there's sure, a Trader yeah. Joe's nearby, I'm going to give you two things to get. So Trader Joe's, I just discovered, has a Greek yogurt, spinach, and kale dip. For two tablespoons, it's only 30 calories. Wow, I've never okay. seen a dip that low in calories before. Neither and it tastes, it tastes better than any spinach dip I've ever had. And I've been in my air fryer making my own tortilla chips with these carb balance tortillas you cut them up into the little triangles and air fry it with some salt and seasoning really good wow that sounds delicious i like uh thank you i don't know if if uh if you're basically talking to a brick wall with <laughs> with with the people that are in this chat um uh, <laughs> but I, Samantha, I, it, I have a question that is great advice thank you what if i eat the whole container of the dip how many calories is that <laughs> Do you want me to? I'll go grab it and see what that would be. I'll calculate no, it. I thought, I'm no, I'm kidding. not gonna lie. I thought about it one day. I'm like, could this just be my whole meal? Like, right? is it healthy enough? Right. That's I, always I my problem the, too. I put the over under at maybe 12 servings. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna go grab it. Give me a second. Okay. All right. You go for it. Go for it. Great Mayor question, Matt, man. what uh, what what you got as far as topics this week? Uh, I have a couple things. Actually, that we were blessed with three shows Monday through Wednesday, and then we decided to delay uh, taping. But one of the it was a very subtle thing. It was very small. But when uh, Mike mentioned on Monday, I believe it was that if you drew a straight line from Miami to you could draw a straight line from Miami to Cleveland, and Billy just said you can draw a straight line from from anywhere to anywhere. It's just a straight line. <laughs> that was beautiful. So simple. <laughs> So beautiful, so pure. It I was. do want to do something. I'm going to make some people angry, uh -oh. but, I'm, but I am going to do this. This whole thing with the lady in Atlanta, let me say, I don't know her. I'm not, a, I'm not, it really, I don't watch that much NBA at all, but I was very disappointed that it was made okay to A, make fun of a woman's appearance, B, criticize the age difference in spouses. Thought it was interesting that Dan would think that was okay to make fun of. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then the third thing to kind of crack on the guy's appearance and his fitness. And again, I thought it was inconsistent with the show sensibilities that some people like and that some people don't. So I'm not saying I didn't laugh through some of that, but I'm just telling you <laughs> if, if it's, if it's, it's either we're going to be consistent if we like somebody or if we don't yeah. like somebody, those sensibilities should still be the same. Yeah. Pirates are going to do what pirates do. That's true. Uh, I, I will say I, have I almost wanted to change my Twitter handle to old steroid ass because that is just such a funny thing for LeBron to have said off the top. It just, it was just like in the moment. Um, now, as far as those folks, that guy apparently has a long history of LeBron James photos on his Instagram of him hating LeBron James. So this was like a long feud as far as, so, so, I get why LeBron is annoyed and, and hit why, where his comments come from, but yes, you're absolutely right, mayor. There was a little bit of a uh, throwing stones in a glass house when it comes to an age discrepancy uh, <laughs> between the husband and wife. So I, I, I feel you on that one. 
And well, Mayor, I'll just jump in and say, I agreed with you because I thought there were many other angles you could have went after the two of them for. And it was sort of the really low hanging fruit by going that route than necessarily just like, you know, even simple as just put your mask on and move on. Like, you know, yeah, it was definitely, yeah. I was not happy with it either in a similar way, like I said, because it just seemed lazy and it's like, no, you, you guys are better than this. I'm going after My biggest it. issue with it is is LeBron calling somebody out for using steroids when he obviously used some kind of enhancer <laughs> on his wow. hairline. Wow. Oh, on the hair. Oh, on the hairline. My hairline. Bad. I... <laughs> is it Rogaine just steroids for your hairline? I think so. I, I think I think that's probably exactly what it is. Next time we get a mean on, we'll ask him uh, what's up with, Le- with LeBron's hair. <laughs> I thought I thought he got a piece. Like I thought he got some of that um that carpet stuff that they they fade into your uh, hairline. There was a very early on with the Lakers. He had an incident where he's wearing a headband, and there were like tufts of hair coming off. Uh, and like somebody, I forget who it was. It was Kyle Kuzma or somebody was like pointing to his like forehead, like, bro, do something, do something, uh, c- cover that, s- smooth that the spackle back out. Um, all right, John in Miami, what do you got this week? All right. I had a couple of things and maybe, I don't know if we'll have time to discuss the diamond hand stuff and the Joe uh, Wiesenthal of Bloomberg discussing the intricacies of what happened with GameStop and uh, Robinhood. Although I knew some of I, I knew some of what he was saying, why Robinhood halted uh, any trades. There are a lot of people who didn't, and they were already coming up with conspiracy theories, and they were talking about oh they're in with this and they're in with that. And um, the the New York Times, their podcast, the Daily, had a very good explanation of it, and that's why I had already been informed about it. So I like the fact that they went into that and that kind of dovetailed into what Samson was saying about playing up this diamond hands thing. And you have to be careful because of the, you know, it's a little bit irresponsible to do that for, for those who get amped up easily. And I know people are like, well, listen, personal responsibility and all that, but we're not talking about, um, you know, a few things. These When these guys were hyping it up, they're hyping up at like $300, $400 a share of a stock that has absolutely no future. Yeah. And it could, and they're going to, don't get me wrong. The, you, you think the institutional investors and, and these hedge fund guys are going to get hurt? Negative. It's uh, all these people. Uh, uh, not all, but a good portion of the, of the people who invested and thought they were diamond hands and they're going to be left holding, you know, holding nothing with, the, oh. with those diamond hands. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just like, you know, that, you know, like they're always over amazed at how people follow the show. I think again, it's a credit to what they've built, but I think again, they might be underestimating the power and influence they have. You know, I look at people that win these large gambling debts and spend it all on cameos. I mean, that's just another example of, of what some of these listeners that are just crazed will, will actually do. And it, you know, it's, it's irresponsible and silly, but people are doing it left and right. Aren't they steak sauce? Yeah, that's very, very steak true. Is, steak is giving the thumbs up. So great take, John, I, it's a great take. I just wanted to bring a little comedy to it. No, no, it, it, it should be because, point. because it, it seems like they, when they were talking to Samson, they were, they wanted it both ways. They were saying, Oh, but we're, you know, we're kidding or this, you know, and all that. Meanwhile, as much as they were kidding, I do believe that probably Chris and, and Mike went into it. How hard and, and how much? I don't know, but they went into it and that that would tempt some other people into into going. Um, so I, I I thought not that I like to agree with Samson, but I thought that was it was rattling in my head before even Samson mentioned it. I was like, well, I, I don't know how I feel about this. It's funny, yeah, but on the other hand, 
you, a lot of people could could get hurt and eventually will get hurt with GameStop and the AMC stuff and totally. and all that. Totally. And it's basically like you said, it. it's no it, what they're doing straight up is gambling. And uh, which was going to be the other topic we, um, about the bad beats. And I, I was just curious if anybody wanted to go lightning round and talk about any bad beats. Who's got a bad beat for me? I am not the gambling type. I don't I don't even know how to gamble uh, when when people show me their slips with the bets they've made. I'm like, where? Wh- how do, the hell do I do that? And then I realize, I, well, it's not legal in my state. I got to find some offshore site that's going to let me transfer funds to the Cayman Islands or some shit. And what about you? Do you gamble? I, I gamble on the horses. Not to any significant amount. Okay, okay. Because especially now, I, I have a couple friends who like, and we would go every so often. And I've been to the Derby, and I've been to, you know, I used to go to Belmont every year, just because the atmosphere and whatnot. It's fun, and if I spend fifty bucks on that, it's no different than going to Buffalo Wild Wings and yeah, yeah. drinking six beers and getting two plates of wings and more about more about the experience, right? Somewhat, but so yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I, I can definitely say I've had a couple of different couple of different bed beats, but actually. I got a better story. I have a friend who's one of the book smartest guys I know. His name is John. We were at a racetrack making bets. And he's like, Stanford, he's a lawyer, Yale Law, 1540 SAT, smartest guy. And we were making bets. And I literally like robbed him blind on like three straight bets where he thought I said one thing and I said something else. And I took his money. And to this day, 20 years later, it's still one of the favorite stories of all my friends on how. So you you hustled him. I hustled him like big time. And Excellent. They, Excellent. my friends love the fact that like, I mean, not that I'm not smart, but I'm definitely not as book smart as he is. Hey, and- you said and you, you just used the word book smartest to describe someone. So I'm going to bet I'm going to bet he did have the upper hand in the intelligence uh, arena, but you just happened to get the best of him that time. I got the best of him that day. And it's, it's still one of my favorite stories, uh, st- stories. So I, awesome. I, I look at awesome. that story more than look at some of my bad beats of, you know, yeah. placing bets having the one and the one a in a race and they're going off at like two to one and i get beaten on the downstretch by some long shot that if i had just like spent an extra a dollar and box it i'd have made like a grand like i right. got some of those stories but i right. i prefer to look at the other stories you know taking advantage of my friends Schweitz, what about you? Some. <laughs> uh well the only one i can really think of i also don't really bet but probably uh i would say like every year around the kentucky derby or so like when i was like 10 my dad would ask hey is there any horse you want to put like five dollars off there right. wasn't gambling in ohio at the time so like you know me and my, my buddy michael we told him this horse this one time uh, i think it was 75 to one odds something along those lines my dad you know would usually just call up his buddy in uh west virginia he'd place a bet five dollars who cares blah 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 right right anyway 75 to one the horse wins whoa my dad didn't call it in because why would i call it a 75 to oh one my shit? god no damn so dad was the bad beat in that situation yes he was and oh uh, man i bring it up to him every couple of years he still just laughs about it because he would have he would have gotten the nickname deadbeat uh from me <laughs> after that uh he would have owed me the money yeah seriously <laughs> Steak sauce. What about you, man? Let, 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 give us give us some uh, bad beat stories. I don't really have any. I don't really gamble. Um, <laughs> you liar. Just kidding. I got 876 bad beats at least. Um, <laughs> the most recent ones I could think of. Let's see. Uh, my eight-year-old son managed to pick both the Royal Rumble winners this past wow. Sunday. Wow! Holy shit! He drew the numbers out of a hat, so he okay. got two. Pre- if I would have picked them, you know, they would have done chores. But no, I ended up buying presents. <laughs> 
um, during this football season, I was doing parlays on whatever the celebrity prognosticator picked. Mm -hmm. And there was one time Jericho was 4-0 heading into the afternoon game, and he had the Saints who were up. The Saints were covering, gave up a touchdown with like 40 seconds left to blow the cover. Ended up winning by a field goal in overtime. I needed to win by four. I have that happened with the, man, I can't remember who the prognosticator was, but the whenever the Eagles decided to bench Jalen Hurts and just basically tank the game on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. That cost me at least like $1,800. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh, I, I was no. kind of happy when Doug Peterson got oh, fired. That's hey, a, hey, a, don't, don't you have to drive an hour to place all these bets, too? No, the casino shut down out here because of the pandemic, so I'm just online okay. now, which is okay. even that's, more dangerous. because That's I can a just mortgage payment there. or two, man. Oh shit! Oh man! Wait, but that means that you didn't make that eighteen hundred. Not that you lost the eighteen hundred, right? No, I didn't lose eighteen hundred. Okay. I lost right, like right, right. seventy-five. But in my, I mean, in my mind, that's eighteen hundred dollars in my pocket. Yeah, you had already spent that money. Like that, that money was already, already spent, spent and gone. Right? <laughs> I was already ordering cameos. Yeah, Samantha, what about you? Have Have you ever placed a wager? Do you gamble at all? Uh, I may or may not live down the road from a casino, and my okay. parents are frequent flyers. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> go on. Go. Are you saying say what you're comfortable with? Um, I'm like, and I'm just like, uh, I'll go for the entertainment. So maybe the max I'll put out is like forty dollars, and I will baby it on the penny slots. That is me. I li- I just ride and die in the penny slots. I hear you. I hear that. <laughs> nothing. Nothing wrong with penny slots, and hopefully they're bringing you free drinks. Those watered down free cocktails <laughs> that they walk around with. Uh, I love those things. I've only been in one casino down in Nassau and uh, I just played a little uh, uh, well I call it 21 wait what's the what's the game I'm blackjack, thinking of blackjack blackjack thank you I, mm-hmm. I had a brain for it. it shows you how much of a gambler I am uh, John <laughs> down in Miami what about you generally not a betting guy only when I go to Vegas and then I'll go to a sports book and I'll put some money but the few times that I've done that I've actually come up positive the only bad beats if we want to call them that is that I didn't win the uh, the billion dollars after dropping like 20 bucks on, on lotto quick picks. Damn, that is a bad beat, John. You're That's right. a billion dollars. By stakes um, rationale, I lost a billion dollars. <laughs> what do you Mayor- pocket, man? You had it. <laughs> exactly. Mayor, what about you? Yeah, Stake did touch on one thing. I don't want to get into but but my alma mater, Georgia Southern, they never lose at home. But he touched on something a minute ago about them winning and not covering. It makes me more angry than ever. Uh, my my alma mater came back. They kicked a field goal like in the last minute to win by one. The number was three. And while they're jumping up and down that they won, I'm like, no, you should not be happy about this. You still, you had to win by three. It, 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 it's, it's infuriating to watch everybody happy when they still may or may not have cost me. Uh, That's the worst, man. I learned that a long time ago. I, I scream at the TV and Tennessee wins by four and they're, you know, the spread is six. Yep. And I'm like, what the hell are you celebrating? Why are you That's happy? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to, uh, before we wrap things up, I wanted to, uh, I think you guys covered some of the, the topics that I had. Greg Cody was on a heater this week. Uh, the day, and, and, and of course, this is how it works out, right? The studio loses Wi-Fi. They have to go to old school radio where everybody calls in on landlines. And Greg Cody is better than he has been in the past five or six years that I've been listening to him. Uh, and, and maybe it's just because he's more comfortable on the phone. He's an old school guy. He's been doing this all over the phone for as long as he can remember. Uh, and, and 
it, there's there's something when you're familiar with the technology, you shine better quite often. Yeah. Mayor, did I you know, have something? I'll tell you. I'll tell. I'll tell you as a radio guy, I totally get it. it that, and that's exactly what it was. They alluded to it. It was back in the days before they were on television. Greg was so comfortable. You didn't have to worry about where your hands were positioned. You didn't have to worry about you know if you were looking at a camera. Or you didn't have to worry about it. It was right. just Greg being Greg. That was a phenomenal uh, back in my day. And he was just he was a one line factory. I mean, he was Henny <laughs> Youngman, uh, which is a reference probably only he would get. But right. he was it, it was it was amongst his finest performances ever. Well done. I imagine agree. if he had a telegraph. <laughs> All right. On that note, John, perfect dismount. We're going to end the segment there. Uh, thank you again for cutting it up with us on this usually Wednesday night. Tonight was Thursday. We, we pushed it back due to all sorts of real world activities. Um, I'm going to go through the list and get everybody's Twitter handle. Ant from Brooklyn, where can people find you online? You can find me at Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Ant. Schweitz up in Canada. Where can we find you? At Schweitz underscore A-Y, S-C-H-W-E-I-T-Z underscore A-Y. Excellent. Thank you, Schweitz. Young Breezy, a.k.a. Samantha, where can people find you online? They can find me at Samantha Y26. Samantha Y26. Thank you, dear. All right. John in Miami, where can people find you? At Papo Johns, P-A-P-O-J-O-N-S. Excellent. And the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, where can people find you on Twitter? Fresh off a successful Billy Gill Day uh, celebration online. Uh, over 1,500 uh, likes of, of my tweet. The show tweeted our, our video and Billy uh, a direct little mention in the tweet there. So I was Twitter famous over the weekend Excellent. at Santini Matt, S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. And currently rocking his Guillermo Mafia hat. Uh, love it. Always, always looks fresh. Steak sauce, A1. Where can we find you, my man? Check me out. Follow me at Steve Arduini. Steve underscore A-R-D-U-I-N-I. Check out my English Premier League podcast, Relegated FC. New episode just dropped today. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, a little, little cross-promotion there. Uh, some some uh, some of the original mentions have a uh, soccer podcast that is fantastic. Who else takes us? Before I let you go, who else is, is, is on that uh, that uh, podcast with you? That's uh, it's me, Drake, uh, at Cody Calvary, Mike Ryan fan account, and the wonderful Isaac Kimes, brother of the wonderful Mina Kimes. I want to thank Isaac real quick. He invited me to his son's first birthday party. He has twin boys. He had a Zoom celebration. He invited me and Drake oh, and Mike Ryan fan account. It was a beautiful ceremony. It was a beautiful family. And I got to say, I've been on a Zoom with Mina Kimes and Sun Min. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so, so cool, man. All right. Well, everybody go check that out. Relegated FC podcast. Uh, my name is – oh, Mayor, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry to keep dominating this, but Samantha never gave us the um... – the 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 portion count on this uh, uh on Ann's question we got we, oh we can't have I got we got to wrap up the episode thank I you know guys. I was thinking hey, about it should we guess because the over under yeah. I put the over under at twelve you guys want to go around the horn and, and guess what you think I think that's a solid guess I I don't I'm gonna go with I'll go with thirteen just because that was such a solid guess so over I'll do ten under okay. sixteen one <laughs> oh price is right um sixteen servings so that's four hundred eighty wow. calories for an Ooh. entire tub. Oh, I Yo, think that, that that is a light meal too. 480 <laughs> calories for an entire meal is nothing. Let me tell you, one serving of uh so one serving of a regular spinach dip is uh -huh. 
You want to guess what that is? This one. So mine's thirty. You want to guess what a normal spoon? No, I, sip would be? I, I don't want to be Wait, depressed when I when I under guess. Two tablespoons of a regular spinach artichoke dip. Just it's ninety calories. So, wow, so if you were times. to have, yeah, if you were to have uh, an entire spinach dip, that's regular one at your Super Bowl party, you're consuming over fourteen hundred calories. Or you could have one of these lovelies for four hundred and eighty and have the whole thing to yourself. All right. Well, I, I know where Ready I'm going play. to uh, go grocery shopping this week. And <laughs> I will. Uh, so, so what you're telling me is I can eat three of those. Yes. Um, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> that's cool, right. cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, I know what I'm having for, uh, for brunch on Sunday <laughs> coming up. Uh, thank you for joining us again on midweek menches and we're going to all get healthy together and pay attention to calories and all that good stuff with Samantha's guidance. So, uh, my name is Crispy or Christy at Waffle House on Twitter, W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Thank you once again for cutting it up with us. We'll see you next week.